When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The FT Welcome to World Weekly with me, Gideon Rachman. This week we look at the American presidential election. Mitt Romney's decision to choose Congressman Paul Ryan as his running mate has energised the race for the White House. Some see it as a masterstroke that will enthuse Republicans and focus attention on the economic failings of the Obama White House. Others argue that the Romney camp has just made a terrible mistake that will hand President Obama a second term. So where does the truth lie and what does Paul Ryan really stand for? Joining me on the line from Washington is Richard McGregor, our bureau chief there, and Robin Harding, who covers U.S. economics for the FT. Robin, Ryan is is a name that's now associated with the words Ryan Plan, which seems to be likely to be right at the centre of the election now. So, so what is the Ryan Plan? Well, this is why there was such excitement about the choice of Mr. Ryan, because he is the author of a budget plan which actually clearly sets out a way to make the choices necessary to tackle the long-term U.S. fiscal deficit. And he actually does that in a way that's potentially politically unpopular because he says what he would cut. The core elements of the Ryan plan, essentially what it does is limit the amount that the federal government will spend on the medical care of the U.S. population and potentially on its retirement as well. So in the latest edition of the Ryan Plan, the central part of it is a reform to Medicare, which is the system of health insurance for over 65s in the U.S. And what Mr. Ryan would do is for people who are currently under 55, he would turn Medicare from being, in essence, health insurance into being a subsidy to buy health insurance. That obviously means that you can cap the amount the government is spending and it would mean that federal government spending did not rise nearly so quickly along with the ageing of the US population. Richard, this might make economic sense in terms of tackling what's obviously going to be a big problem for the US, the rising cost of health care and the, the budget deficits. But politically, why was Romney attracted to it? Because it sounds to me like a risky choice. Well, it's certainly risky. It might even fall into the yes minister's category of courageous. But I guess there's two things there. The remarkable thing about the Ryan choice is that both sides profess to be delighted about it, and I think both are being sincere. On the conservative side, Ryan provides the kind of clarity that I think that Romney lacked. He provides the kind of energy that Romney lacked, and they're thrilled to have somebody carrying the banner of 21st century Ronald Reagan into this election. For the Democrats, of course, the Ryan plan or the Ryan budget is a target-rich environment. Elderly white voters who would potentially be the most affected by Mr Ryan's plans or lose the most are, of course, a core Republican constituency, particularly in places like Florida, which if Mr Obama wins, he keeps the White House. So he certainly has energised the election on both sides, and certainly in the last few days or in the week, since he was chosen, Mr. Romney and Mr. Ryan have got into a bit of a muddle about Medicare. And instead of talking about the economy, they're talking about Medicare. So it's got off to a, a little bit of an uncertain start. 
So what's your uh, assessment? I mean, it's, as you say, early days, we're only a week in. But are you more of the Obama view that this is a gift to the Democrats? Or do you think that it could yet work out for Romney? Well, it could work out, but I think it's going to be a close election. But I would be leaning to the Obama side. They have not opened up the big guns on Mr. Ryan yet. They always plan for this part of the campaign or the last part of the campaign to be about the Ryan budget anyway, because that was passed twice through the House of Representatives by the Republican majority in that chamber. Now they've not only got the Ryan budget, they've got Mr. Ryan as well. And I think you're going to see an absolute barrage of the focus of attacks on Mr. Ryan. And at the margins, on balance, I think they could be effective. So I think at the moment, and it is early days, it's working slightly in favour of the Obama campaign. Because again, one of the things that I'd heard in my visits to the States was that if Romney could make the campaign about the economy and about Obama's record, he had a very good chance of winning. But in a sense, doesn't this change the subject onto Romney and onto Medicare? Certainly. The Obama campaign does not want to talk about the economy. They do not want to talk about the deficit. They'd get hammered on both of those things. The Medicare is an absolute massive distraction of the kind that they seek. And, you know, I think there's enough there for them to make something of it. Now, that's not a sure thing. Mr. Obama's struggling. There's not the same wave of sentiment behind him as there was in 2008. And it's going to be very close. But I think they're pretty happy about the, the choice of Mr. Ryan. Robin, back to you. I mean, what do professional economists and professional number crunchers make of the Ryan plan? I mean, I've heard it argued that actually it may not even do what it says on the tin. It may not balance the budget because it's reliant on tax cuts, which would then be meant to stimulate the economy and and might just actually lead to a revenue shortfall. What's your assessment of how serious a plan it is? Well, I think it is a serious plan. You can divide it up into a few sections. There is, as part of it, a big tax cut. And the intention is that that should be funded by removing exemptions. The only exemptions from the US tax code which are really big enough for something like this are the deduction for mortgage interest, for health insurance, for state and local taxes. Mr. Ryan hasn't spelt out which of those he would take away, but the intention is to pay for the tax cut by doing that. Mr. Ryan also assumes a very big squeeze on discretionary spending by the US government, which covers things like defence and education and transport and all the rest of things like that. That may well not be realistic. He has it coming down to a very small share of GDP by 2050, but almost everyone's budget plan has discretionary spending falling to an unrealistic level quite quickly. I think the reason the plan is credible is because he does spell out a very hard political choice, which is to scale back spending on health care and other entitlements of US population. So while the numbers may not specifically add up in a plausible way at a given future time, they do make choices which go a very long way to solving the US budget problem. The question is whether they do that in a way that's going to be acceptable to the US population. And choices in the sense that President Obama has not yet spelled out because he's the the chap who, at least in theory, is in favour of keeping and indeed extending entitlements in terms of health care, but uh, hasn't really talked about that probably entailing higher, higher taxes. Well, I, I think he has. I mean, he's been very clear that he wants to let the Bush tax cuts on higher incomes expire. Again, 
Mr. Obama hasn't spelt out a full solution to the problem, there will have to be a lot more than that. Either taxes will have to go higher or, more realistically, there will have to be some cuts to entitlements. But I think what makes Mr. Ryan an exciting and encouraging choice in terms of the US policy debate is there is now a very clear dividing line between Mr. Obama, who's saying we need to raise some taxes to solve our budget problem, And Mr. Ryan, who's spelling out a fairly plausible plan to say we can solve our budget problem by cutting this. So there is a real choice for the US population now. Richard, in terms of the politics, is it slightly uh, risky for Mr. Romney in another way in that Mr. Ryan seems to be so much more intellectually, if not substantial, uh, fleshed out than Romney? He's becoming almost a bigger figure than the main candidate. Well, that's an interesting point. There is this chance that Ryan will overshadow Romney, and certainly the Ryan proposal, because it is so detailed relatively, not completely detailed, leaves a lot out, but it fleshes out more than Mr. Romney's does, and therefore everybody is talking about Mr. Ryan's plans rather than Mr. Romney's. And they're having trouble calibrating which is which and who stands for which part of it. I should add that one area of difference between Mr. Obama and Mr. Ryan is that Mr. Ryan just about leaves defence untouched, which is pretty remarkable when you consider the the huge increase in defence spending in the last decade post 9-11 in the United States. Even Mr. Romney the other day said that he could save billions and billions of dollars in defence through efficiencies, but he'd pour that all back into the existing military to add another 100,000 soldiers. So there are some clear points of difference there. Certainly Mr. Obama, I think, who must be confident about his national security credentials, has had an ad on television saying that they're going to have defence cuts. So that's an area that, that he has been more explicit than the other side. To wrap it all up, the Republicans are going to have their convention in 10 days' time, the Democrats shortly after that, and then essentially the campaign is fully underway. What's your sense of what the Republicans will be looking for, and the Democrats also, from the conventions? We sometimes forget living in a political bubble that, you know, I don't think the American public, the broader voting American public, has a good idea about Mr. Romney and, for that matter, Mr. Ryan. And so both of those men have to be fleshed out from the Republican point of view to the the party and the ticket's benefit. And that's been a struggle for them because certainly the Obama campaign has spent a lot of money attempting to define Mr Romney in the electorate in a particularly negative fashion. So I think they always hoped the Romney campaign that they could keep pace with the Obama's campaign up until the convention and the convention would relaunch them. And I think that's what they're looking for, you know, a really solid relaunch and bounce. Richard McGregor and Robin Harding in Washington, thank you both for joining us this week. I'm sure the American election will provide plenty of fodder for further articles and podcasts in the coming weeks. But until next week, goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. 
We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.